Let us turn our Bibles to the book of John 15 verse 16. chapter 15 verse 16. John 15 and verse 16. Johanne 15 verse 16. Where the Bible says you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give you. I'm speaking very quickly on the subject bearing fruits. Bearing fruits. And once we are done with preaching, we will get into ministration as led by the Spirit. Because somebody's life here must change levels. In the name of Jesus. Bearing fruits. Just as it is expected of birds to fly and fish to swim, it is expected of every child of God to bear fruits. God expects us to be fruit bearing Christians. Why must we bear fruits? Number one. All creation, including mankind, is commanded to be fruitful. All creation, including mankind, is commanded to be fruitful. It is God's expectation that we are all going to be fruitful. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11. Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 11. Genesis 1 verse 11. God speaking. He says let the earth bring forth grass. The herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind. Whose seed is in itself on the earth and it was so. And in verse number 28, verse 28, the Bible says that God blessed male and female. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. So we see that all creation, including mankind, is commanded to be fruitful. That we should be fruitful is a divine command. Why must we bear fruits? Number two. We have been chosen and appointed to do so. We have been Pointed, we have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. John 15 and verse number 16 tells us so. Jesus says, you did not choose me. But I chose and appointed you. For what purpose? That you should go and bear fruit. When you appoint an accountant, you expect 
the person to do accounting work. And God says, the believer has been appointed to bear fruit. And therefore, every believer must bear fruit because that is his duty of appointment. A believer has been appointed to bear fruits. And that is what he must do. Otherwise, he will be fired. An accountant who is hired for that purpose and is not doing accounting work must be fired. That is why in John 15 and verse number 2, John 15 and verse number 2. The Bible says, Every branch in me, Jesus speaking, that does not bear fruit, the Father takes away. Yes. That accountant who is not doing accounting work must not continue in that place. He says, A believer that does not bear fruit will be taken away. We don't know what this taking away means. It could be death. It could be withdrawal of graces and anointings. But there is a taking away. There is a taking of God hates barrenness. God hates fruitlessness. Number three. Why must we bear fruits? Number three. Because failure to bear fruits will be punished. Failure to bear fruit will be punished. So you want to be fruitful to escape the punishment. I've just read with you John 15 and verse number 2. John 15 and verse 2. Can I have it in NIV please? He cuts off Every branch in me that bears no fruit. So we must be fruitful in order to escape the calamitous punishment of not bearing fruit. Number four. Why must we bear fruit? Number four. It is because fruit bearing attracts rewards. Bearing fruits attracts blessings. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 the Bible says that our labor in the Lord will never be in vain. Check in your Bible when the master gave 
some people talents. To one he gave five. And he earned five more. To another he gave two. And he earned two more. And what you see in both instances. Is that the master rewarded the servant? Matthew 25, and verse 21. Verse 21. Matthew 25, and verse 21. He said to that servant, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. God will not expect you to bear fruits without you getting blessings. God has never been anybody's exploiter. He blesses and rewards those who do something for him. So we see scripturally that fruit bearing attracts very important rewards. Number one, the reward of answered prayers. The reward of having your prayers answered. John 15 and verse number 7. John 15 and verse number 7. The Bible says, Bible If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask what you desire. And it shall be done for you. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then here it is. By this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Verse 16. You did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. And it says that whatever you ask the Father in my name, that is, so that whatever you pray for will be granted to you. So when we bear fruit, we get our prayers answered. We get our prayers answered. May God answer your prayers in the name of Jesus. Number two. Fruit bearing attracts confirmation of our discipleship. Confirmation for true discipleship. You see, it's not enough to call yourself a disciple. No. It has to be confirmed that you are a true disciple. And fruit bearing is one such important requirement for the confirmation and verification of your discipleship. John 15 and verse number 8. We've just read it a while ago. It says that 
that when we bear fruit, our Father in heaven is glorified. And then he says, when you bear fruit, you will bear my disciples. Uh-oh. Am I not your disciple already? He said, no boy. <laughs> it is when you bear much fruit. Then I will call you as qualifying disciples. Is it making sense here? Mm. So it attracts confirmation. Of our discipleship. That yes, you are a confirmed, genuine disciple. You are a confirmed, genuine disciple. Your disciple is your discipleship is confirmed as genuine and true. Now, quickly here, I don't want to take too long, really. What fruits must we bear? Because the Bible says we must bear much fruits. I believe that God expects us to bear fruits in three dimensions. Number one, the fruit of godly character. The fruit of godly character. One of the fruits we must bear as God's children is the fruit of godly character. The fruit of godly character. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. But I want us to take verse number 13 for now. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Yes, You are the salt of the earth. That is who a believer is. The life of the believer must be a testimony of godliness. It must be an example to others around him. In verse number 14, he says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. That means you are an example. An example of godliness. An example of integrity. An example of how things ought to be done the right way. And therefore we can't afford to behave anyhow. No. No. We must manifest godly character. The believer must be the express image of Christ. In other words, people must see Christ in and through us. How we manage ourselves. Our conduct. Our conduct. 
how we manage our families how we transact in our careers how we live even in our workplaces how we transact in our businesses how we relate with other people in every way our conduct must be an expression of the image of Christ Jesus yes, is the express image of God and we must be the express image of Christ. If you understand that, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says we were made in the image of God. Genesis 1.26 Genesis 1.26 We were made in the image of God. But if I may ask what image are you? When people look at your conduct, what image are are they getting of you? Who do they say you are the image of? You ought to be the image of Christ. The Bible says we are his workmanship. No. That's right. Ephesians 2.10 We are his workmanship. The Bible says created in Christ Jesus. Christ created us in his image. And image there is not physical expressions of your face and how your eyes are shaped. No, he's talking about conduct. The character. The nature of Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And verse number 18. The Bible talks about our transformation. It says we are being transformed. Into the same image, meaning the image of Christ. Every day that a believer lives must be a day of being transformed into the image of Christ. The conduct of so many in our time is far from the image of Christ. The image people see of us is never that of Jesus. But time has come for us to bear the fruit of godly character. How does the character of God look like? Well, it has been summarized in Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 23. We see there a description of the character of God in what the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit is one. But it has nine parts. Love. Joy. Peace. Long suffering. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Self-control. 
He says, against such there is no law. That is, you are permitted to manifest as much of these components as possible. This is a summary of the character of God. When you live in the full expression of these nine components of the fruit of the Spirit, then you are said to be living a godly life. A godly life. Anyways, let's move on. What fruits must we bear? Number one, the fruit of godly character. Number two, the fruit of service. The fruit of service. The Bible says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. The fruit of service. Service at two levels. Number one, serving in the kingdom of God. Serving in the church. And serving in the church has to do with being involved in what the church is doing. In Exodus 23 verse 25 the Bible says, so you shall serve the Lord your God. You shall serve the Lord your God. You shall serve the Lord your God. Every child of God, regardless of his or her profession, must be a servant of God. The Bible says that God has appointed some Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 to 12. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 to 12. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 to 12. He has appointed some to be apostles. Some to be prophets. Some to be evangelists. Some to be pastors and teachers. For what purpose? Says for the equipping of the saints. For the work of ministry. Every child of God. Must be involved in service. And there are two dimensions of service. The first one we are talking about is serving in the work of ministry. Serving in the church. Being involved in what the church is doing. Never just be a member of a church. No, you have to be involved in what the church is doing. And there are many areas of involvement. Number one, praying for the church. We call that kingdom promotion praying. Praying for the advancement of the work of the church. Praying that the church will grow. 
praying for your pastor. Praying for the leadership. Praying for your fellow members. Praying that the work of the ministry will prosper, blossom, increase, and expand. And when you are praying like that, you don't have to tell pastor. Say pastor. We are praying. No, you don't have to. You are not praying to be seen by men. You are praying to your father who is in heaven. Who sees what is done in secret. And he says when he begins to reward you, he will do it openly. So you don't have to tell anyone that I am waking up at midnight to be praying for the chance. But if you do, God himself will put it on record and record reward you openly. So you can serve God by praying for his work. Number two, you can serve God by supporting his work with your finances and resources. We call it giving. Service to God can be rendered through giving. Giving. Giving of money. Giving of your material resources. In Luke chapter 8 verses 1 to 3. The Bible talks about women and others. Who supported Jesus out of their substance. If we may look at verse number 3 of the New Living Translation. The Bible says that they contributed from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. God does not give us resources just for ourselves. He gives us resources so that we can also support his work. And I must say that it is expensive to do the work of God well. Ministry is resource intensive. That I can tell you my friend. I'm a pastor so I know what I'm talking about. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any ministry that has no money is ministry that will never go far. Because there isn't much you can do in ministry without money. You want to be on radio? You need money to be there, so you have to buy airtime. Those who give you free time. They only do it once in a while. Like Christmas is approaching. Radio stations will be going out to churches. To record programs and pastors to preach on the, uh, why Jesus came. Beyond Christmas, they will tell you that, uh, Pastor, please. Because People call, call us. 
Hey pastor, we want you to be on our radio as if it is for free. And you ask them, is it for free? No, you have to pay, at least you have to pay a nominal fee. fee a, <laughs> whether it is nominal or not, it is a fee. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we are going to run our own radio station. My, my friend. <laughs> First of all, you have to acquire a license. And the last time I checked, they charge in dollars. I don't know why. The last time I checked, they charge in dollars. I don't know why. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and then there are annual fees. Just for just for makra, just for makra. We are not talking about operating expenses yet. It is okay to worship God under a tree, but it's not the best. It's not the best. Okay. Even in the Old Testament, they built synagogues. You remember that guy in Luke chapter 7, verse 5. Luke 7, verse 5. Yes. He loves our nation and has built us what? Synagogue. A synagogue. They never worshipped under trees. Even in those days. Is it now that we should start it? But for you to worship God in a building, there is need for what others call money. money. <laughs> and anyone showing me a face that says, Pastor, I don't need money. That fellow is not ready for heaven. So everyone needs it. Including the one preaching to you. Money is important. Money is what? Important. In marriage. Mubanja. How many know love is important? In marriage. Mubanja. But how many also know that love cannot buy groceries? Can you go to Sana? Or shop right. And say that I love my wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> they, will, they will kick you out. That's how they speak. They talk money. They will tell you that these things you have put in your trolley. They are costing 253,000. Give us now. can say, now me, I, I, you know. It's a romantic shopping. <laughs> no, you have to pay. Otherwise, they will burn you out. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, everyone must want to have money. If not for yourself, have it or want to have it for the sake of supporting the work of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can use the channel of giving. 
to serve God. But also you can serve God using your gifts, talents, or skills to promote the work of God. So our brothers and sisters that are singing in the press team, for example, they are using their talent to serve God. Somebody is playing the keyboard. I don't know how to play the keyboard. No, I don't know how to play the drums. I don't know how to play the guitar. But there are brothers and sisters who know how to do this. Who probably don't know how to preach. So I have grace to preach. I have grace to play instruments. And then we put our everything together and we are serving God so beautifully. My brother is interpreting. Is it making sense? Mm. Some of you cannot interpret. When I say word, you just be saying, ah, uh, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, because you don't know what it means. Because when it is somebody else doing something, the rest look cleverer. And more knowledgeable. So they will be correcting the interpreter. Say so no, that word should have been chidiwito. Not kudziwa. Okay, get the microphone. And interpret. Let's see whether you will be able to do it. So too some people want to audit the preacher. That point he has mentioned. Yes, it's okay to mention Mark 16. But I wish he had mentioned Malachi chapter 2. Okay, come and preach. Let's see whether your preaching will not make people sleep. You see that half the church is snoring. Because you don't know what to say. You know when someone is is not doing something right. Everyone around you will be will feel embarrassed. I don't know whether you've ever felt anything like that. It's like you want to close your ears. You don't want to hear anymore. Is it making sense here? Mm. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good news. The good news I have is this. That everyone listening to me here is gifted and talented. Everyone. The Bible says God has given to each one his own gift. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse number 7. Corinthians chapter 7 verse 7. God Mulungu has given to each one his own gift. His own gift. So everyone is gifted. So the question you ask, you must ask yourself is, what gifts do I have? 
and how can I employ them in the promotion and advancement of the work of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's true. Dishonor. We have for example in this church a couple. Banja. Yes. Both the husband and the wife are lawyers. For debt for over 10 years now. They have been helping us with all our legal documentation. They will be saying, Pastor, according to the law, please do this. We need this document. They are not charging us anything. It's a service. Don't charge for everything. Pastor, you remember we met yesterday. I think it was about 30 minutes. Uh, you were asking about how uh, legally we can do one or two things. Uh, I, I usually charge uh, 60,000 per mm. hour, but uh, I think because it was 30 minutes and it's a church. Um, <laughs> Now I'm asking myself that if I was to start charging for my sermons, and to meet people that come for help, hey, Because ask pastors, ask the pastors. He's a resident pastor. He was a resident pastor. And some of you have been involved in preaching. It's not easy to come up with a message that will bless people. Some have PhDs, master's degree. Others are just village people. And you must say something that makes sense to everyone. Then that must not be 60,000 per hour. That must be half a million. is it making sense here? So I'm saying this to you to let you know that everyone has to sacrifice. Everyone has to sacrifice. I'm not being paid for preaching. 
sindi kumalipirido kuti ndizilalikira so if you have a skill ndeni ngati muli ndi luso and you want to use it in the church ndiko mfuna muli gwirisa chito muchalichi why should we pay you chifwa chani ndiko ndi zikulipirani is it for everything we should pay for kuti chiri chose ndiko ndi zilipira the way this young lady is singing mene ntsika na kuimbira yeah the bora the bora the one who was leading what mama ditsogolea kulambira what if we were to pay her tika ndi timulipire could we have managed her singing her voice is international class but you see she she and the rest of the people are doing it voluntarily as a service to the lord god of heaven and you know I thank God for those of us that are doing it as if we are being paid a salary. And of course, you can never serve God without rewards. The reward may not be salary from a church. But God is a good paymaster. That I can tell you. He's a good paymaster. Some of you have children who are teenagers. Yeah, between the age of 13 and 19. But they are not giving you any problem. You are living with them as if they are fellow adults. Do you think it's because you are a clever parent? That could have been because God has decided to reward you that way. I know of people that have died collapsed because of the behavior of their children a man dropped dead in area 12 because of the behavior of his son stress he kept telling me pastor i am stressed i tried my level best stress up please Leave these issues in the hands of God. But you see, when you are a parent, it's not easy. It's not easy. For your own children to, to bring you so much pain. Children you have seen grown. Like little children. At some point, their behavior changes just like that. But as for you, you've never had that kind of headache. I will tell you what it is. The reward of the Lord. The reward of the Lord. Serving God will give you things money cannot buy. It will give you things money cannot buy. That is the truth. I have countless examples I can give you. But there is no time at all. Hear this. We are talking about 
bearing fruit. What fruit must we bear? The fruit of godly character. Number two. The fruit of service. And we were just talking about one dimension of this service. Service in the house of God in the work of the ministry. But there is another dimension of service. This is service to mankind. We call this good works. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 16. So, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. These are works that affect man's quality of life. Men to be seen, I mean, works to be seen by men. Works. Chito. To be seen by men. So this one, they don't want to. Is it making sense? Mm. That is, you doing something for the benefit of mankind in your generation. So look at your career as a service. Don't just look at yourself as an accountant of a particular organization. A chief executive of a particular organization. A messenger of a particular organization. No. Look at what you are doing there as service to mankind. Is it making sense here? You can serve mankind by putting up houses. For example, Lilong has accommodation problems. There is literally no appropriate accommodation for young graduates. You can build two bed sitters. Two, two bed seaters. Two bed seaters. Two bed seaters. That is a house with two bedrooms. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. One bed, one bed. Or indeed houses with one bedroom. Yes. Or indeed, bed sitters, mm. the ones you are talking about, mm -hmm. bed sitters. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. you enter, it is. Yes, it's a sitting room. It's sitting room. For young graduates, that will be your niche. Is it making sense? Mm. Don't live there with a confused mind. On a saloon. Yes, to serve people's beauty needs. 
are talking about living a life of service is one of the fruits. First line of service with each, with each is universal is serving God. Number two, we are talking about serving mankind through your profession through your expertise through your areas of passion everyone must be rendering service I don't like it when I ask people what do you do? nothing shut up there is no way you can't be doing anything must be doing something you know why people still in the workplace? It's because they think it is employment. It is employment. Not service, but employment. So employees steal from employers. But if you look at it as a platform to serve the nation to serve your clients. How can you steal? You can't. I can't think of me stealing. No. Because my mindset is that I am serving. It's a service. It's a service. Yes, I'm paid to do it, but it is a service. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are some people exchange words with customers. And then you see that he's grabbing the client by the neck. I will hit you. Did you employ me here? Hey! That's an employer, an employee. He's not a servant. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't show me a face. That's his pastor. Some of us cannot do anything. It is not true. If you are able to breathe, then you can do something. We can't do anything, and yet you are breathing. By breathing, you are already doing something. What I'm saying is, you can do more than just breathing. You know there is what they call toba. 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 What does it take to make toba? Family thousand? No, no, I was Does it take like five hundred thousand? To make toba. Toba. Do you know toba? Come on, do you know toba? toba. toba. Huh? You don't know toba. My God, are you Malawians? <laughs> Do you know Toba? Do you think it takes a lot of money? Why don't you say, I will serve people in the area of Toba? 
Some of us want to buy it because we have no time to make it. We can make money out of it. Instead of mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. One day we are shocked in this church. How that a certain guy through the teachings like we, I'm giving you this this guy decided to start one little thing selling some few groceries basic basic small 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 item not like anything serious but through discipline until he put up a big hawker. Full of groceries. And he told the story that that's, this is how I started. I said, wow. I wish all Malawians were like this. We wouldn't have as many beggars around. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyway, the last dimension of fruits we must bear is the fruit of souls. Winning souls to Christ. Bringing people to Jesus. This is the fruit every Christian must produce. Everyone must bear fruit after his kind. That is the protocol we saw in Genesis 1 verse 11. I read with us. That every tree was to bear fruit according to his kind. Pastor, some of us, we are not educated. That's the excuse of some Malawians. We are not educated, so how can we be doing these things? There are many uneducated people around. Your friends, invite them. Invite them to church. Invite them to Christ. I am a woman. How many women do we have around that need to be invited to Christ and to church? I am young. How many young people do we have in our communities? Why don't you invite them to church? I am married. I am a family man. How many family people do we have around us that need to be invited to the house of God? I am single. How many single people do we have around that need to be invited both to Christ and to church? Everyone must produce fruit according to his kind. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Lawyers can invite lawyers. Bankers can invite their fellow bankers. Business people can invite their fellow business people. Women can invite their fellow women. Young people can invite their fellow young people. Everyone must produce fruit after his kind. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The fruit of souls. The fruit of souls. Bringing people to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Inviting people to Christ and to church. Luke 14, 23. Luke 14, verse 23. He said, go out to the highways and the hedges. He says, compel them to come in. That my house may be filled. That my house may be filled. He says, we must go out. Into the highways. Into our neighborhood. Our places of work. We must not just wait there. We must also talk to people about Jesus. And if you can't do it, just encourage them to come to the house of God. Because Philip did not preach to Nathanael. He just encouraged him to come. He said, we have found someone called Christ. I want you to meet him. And the fellow said, where does he come from? And Philip said, he comes from Nazareth. And he said, can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to Nathanael, please come and see. And when he came to Jesus, my God, Jesus said to Philip, this guy Nathanael is a true Jew. Next verse, please. He's a true Jew. Yes, in whom there is no guile. And Philip was shocked. You are telling me truth. But how do you know? Seeing that we are meeting for the first time. Ah, Jesus said, boy, you are going to see more than this. Yes, I would know Were you not saying can anything good come from Nazareth? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Philip, Nathaniel said, How do you know me? Jesus said, My friend, before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Yes, Philip said, You even know my location. Next verse. He said, you are rabbi. And I didn't rabbi positive. <laughs> you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Look at verse 15. Now, Jesus said, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, you, do you believe? You will see greater things than this. Yes, I will Inviting people to the house of God. And I want to thank God for those of you that are in the habit of bringing your friends to this church. Yeah. It is a blessing. It is part of serving God. To bring people to church using your car. 
or just inviting them and encouraging them to be here. So many of them are encountering all kinds of testimonies. Because of your invitation. And there are so many people that have settled in this church because somebody invited them and they came for the first time and God spoke to them to say, this is your place. And just like Nathaniel settled in the ministry of Jesus at the invitation of Philip will you invite someone to the house of God this coming Sunday invite someone to church and do it habitually do it continually praise the name of Jesus hallelujah all right now we'll take one more thing very quickly. Requirements for fruit bearing. What are the things to bear in mind? If we are to bear more fruit. Number one. Pruning. That's right. That's right. Pruning. John chapter 15 verse 2. Johanne 15 verse 2. Jesus is saying, yes, that every branch that bears fruit, the Father will prune that branch. For what purpose? That it may bear more fruit. So in the wisdom of God, your pruning is needed so that you can bear more fruit. And to prune simply means to cut off, to expel, to eject, to clear out, to discharge, to take away, to exclude. So Jesus is saying, Yes, for you to bear more fruit. He will put you on a project. He will take you through a process. That will be aimed at taking excesses from your life. How is Jesus going to do it? I can't give you a clear-cut answer. Because it depends on his choice. But one thing I can tell you is that pruning is always painful. Because pruning involves cutting off certain branches of a tree. So if Jesus is saying he will cut off certain things from you. Don't think it is going to be an easy or enjoyable or welcoming process. So God may use suffering to prune you. 
God may use a troubled marriage. Yes, he can use your husband or your wife to eject pride from your heart. So sometimes don't just complain that eh, eh, my husband, eh, my wife, it may be that God is using that process. Extract pain, your, what do you call it? Pride mm. from your heart. He may use your boss. Some of you, your bosses. Hey. And I know you are praying against them. My boss must catch fire. And when you go to the office on Monday, you expect him to see, you expect to see him with burnt ears. To your shock when you go there, you see that his ears are as intact as they have always been. <laughs> Despite your prayers that his ears should catch. Listen. Listen. God may be using your boss. To develop certain capacities in you. So that you can be a more solid Christian. God may use financial hardship to prune you. To prune covetousness from your life. Hmm? God may use seasons of delay to teach you patience. So there is no clear cut answer. There is no preacher who will tell you that as for you, God will prune you in this way. And also, when situations happen, God will not announce that, no, my, my child, don't worry, this is just a pruning process. He doesn't tell you anything like that. His program does not depend on your feelings. Yes. Yes. Last night, we were at Chancellor College, by the way. And we left Zomba around 11 p.m. Driving back. When we reached at a place called Tangano, around 1 a.m., we had a tire puncture. That took us to is it three? If not past three. Maybe around three, three a.m. Yes. Yes. You don't say, I bind Everything that happens, no matter how inconveniencing, it is aimed at 
pruning us. Pruning us. That is why we need to be flexible with God. We need to be flexible with God. So I decided. I decided in the car. That instead of keeping myself awake. Until I arrive in the long. I will not be able to go to church. So I will sleep in the car. Whether I will be snoring, let me snow. Good enough, somebody was driving. I slept. All the way. Yes. So when I arrived at home, there was no time to sleep. Because this was five. So there was only time to dress up in the manner I am dressed. Shower and then dress up. Am I not looking fresh? Please. Don't be a rigid Christian. But because my wife was overseeing operations, overseeing operations, is the tire being fixed? So she couldn't sleep. Yeah, so when we arrived, she had to sleep. I said, my friend, you will find me at church in the second service. Flexibility. I didn't say, by fire, by thunder, you are going to church now. Rigid husbands will not enjoy marriage. And she is looking fresh. Yes. yes. Mm. Because she had to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I know somebody may be saying, My books are many. Oh, Inde. <laughs> Inde. Is it making sense? God will purge you. Yes. He will purge you. King James uses the word purge. It's the same word, pruning. Cutting off certain things. Do you know why a bus cannot fly? Do you know why? It's because of how it was formed. It was not formed for the air. But for the road. So you may never fly if you remain in the form of a bus. Pruning may be aimed at changing your form. So that you can begin to fly. Some of you are looking for far-fetched things. And you are not willing for God to process you so you can be positioned for those things. If you are too Malawian, God may not use you in a certain way. It's true. 
or if you are too tumbuka kapenanga tichitumbuka chaonjesa kwambiri mwainuyo you know some people are too chewa wena chichewa chidai onjesa mwaiwo too yao chiyao chidai onjesa mwaiwo too yao that even god is afraid of them chiyao chaonjesa mpaka mulunga kumaaopa iwo no 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 this guy kuta amuntu uyu we cannot put these treasures in his heart chuma ichi sitingaike mutima mwake he would destroy things aunonga zindu pruning kusadza is aimed at making us more fruitful cholinga chake choti ifeti kabereke zipaso sambiri more fruitful kukanobereka kwambiri more fruit tikabereke kwambiri in other words pruning will take away certain things from us kunana mwantu ndwina kusadza kuzochosazina kuchoka mwaife that will make us more useful in the hands of God. Some of you if you don't change your mindset. And God decided to give you money. You end up having five or seven wives. I know somebody is saying me. Yes, you. You are asking me because money has not come yet. If you want to know somebody's true colors. Give him two things. Money. Power. That is when you see people's true colors. When people have no money, everyone looks humble. Poverty has a way of making people look humble. Give the money. You will be shocked. You mean this is the same guy? First of all, his hairstyle will change. Hairstyle. He never used to have mustache. You see that he is now having keeping mustache. <laughs> and some long beard here. That's it. And then give people power, leadership. That's when you will know. This guy. If somebody is humble before money arrives. And he is humble after money has arrived. He was truly humble. But not many are like that. People change when money comes. People will be asking you. Why should you should I go to church? Church That is the wrong mentality of some people. Do you think we are suffering? Come on. Do you think I'm in church because I'm suffering? Or I have nothing to do. Why should I go to church? When I have money. Do you think we go to church because we have no money? One day, you will realize that you needed 
more than money. Kuti pamwebanu mudafunika soposera ndalama. One day, sikulina, you will realize that this life is not really about just having money. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, my time is up. There is so much to share. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.